Hallelujah. Forever you will reign. Amen. Let's take our seats in the presence of the King, Jesus Christ. Yes, we are here today thankful and grateful for every moment of God's attention. Tell your neighbor, I'm thankful and grateful for every moment of God's attention. We do not know how to satisfy the needs of our lives, but God does. That is why we are in his presence this morning. Amen? And those of you watching Emmanuel TV, you have tuned in to the right source. Hallelujah. My name is Ruth, and it's a privilege to be here this morning in the presence of Jesus Christ in the Synagogue Church of Nations. Let's clap for the Lord Jesus Christ. Under the mentorship of my father and the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua. If you look at life today, you'll see that many complain that their life does not meet up to their expectations. If you look at your own experience in life, you'll agree with me that many times we are disappointed of the good that we have great hope of. What we get does not always agree with what we hope to get. Many young dreamers leaving their country to go abroad for greener pastures expect golden opportunities. Many after their wedding expect a fairy tale life. Many upon leaving university as a graduate expect that job to be waiting for them. As you're here in the presence of God this morning, what are you expecting God to do for you? As you're watching Emmanuel TV this morning, what are you expecting God to do for you? You see, God always answers the prayer of faith, but he doesn't always answer it to the letter. What does this mean? We don't always have it the way that we expect it. Even during Jesus' earthly ministry, many people, when they saw Jesus, did not believe because they were expecting something else. Do you know that? What were they expecting? They were expecting a warrior to defeat the Romans and release the Jews. Till today, many do not understand that Jesus Christ did not come to overthrow the Roman rule. But he came to establish the kingdom of God in our hearts. When some people ask Jesus, are you the one or should we wait for another? You remember in our book of Matthew 11, what did Jesus reply them? He said, go and tell people what you have seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the demon-possessed delivered. In other words, Jesus was telling them, why should you question so much evidence? The Bible is true. It is the word of God. But many still yet did not accept Jesus for who he was because they were focusing on what he was not. 
in the same way today. Many of us are too busy debating, discussing, arguing about who God is not than about who God is. We're too busy complaining about what we don't have, who we are not, instead of thanking God for what he has given us and who we are in Christ Jesus. And this is what is hindering many of us from moving forward in our spiritual life. What is going through your mind right now? Some of you may be wondering if you can achieve what's really going through your mind. I want to tell you this morning, in the presence of God, you can. Tell your neighbor, in the presence of God, I can. Upon our own strength, we cannot rely. Let us walk in the presence of God. Because to know God's presence is to know his power. And that power, he invested in you because you are his greatest product. Do you know that? You were created to be a problem solver. But today, you have believed the lie that you're a victim and someone else should solve your problem. You were created to be a producer. But today you have become a consumer dependent on the inventions of someone else. You were created with so many gifts and talents, but today they are dormant. Why? Because you're not using them to help others. You were created with your destiny from God Almighty. But sadly today many follow God's dream for someone else. They pursue God's goal for someone else and they miss the point. You were created with the breath of the Spirit of God to make you sensitive to his voice. But today, many spirits are locked up by sin, useless as instruments. Tell your neighbor, discover yourself. Discover yourself. And this will be the title of our message today. Discover yourself. If you knew what it took Jesus, the producer of life, to produce life, you would know how to use it. You would value it. But instead of realizing the potential that God has given us as a children, many of us, we spend most of our life wishing, desiring, even praying to be like someone else. Have you ever sat down and thought that someone somewhere wants to be like you? Ask yourself that question. Have you ever sat down and thought that someone somewhere wants to be like me? I want to tell you this morning that someone somewhere wants to be like you. They want to be like you. Can I give you one reason why they want to be like you? You are sitting in the presence of God this morning. You are holding God's word in your hand this morning. You can worship your God freely. Many don't have that privilege. That's one reason why many want to be like you. Can you say you are better than them? It's the grace of God. But you don't think about that. The greatest sickness in this world today 
is discontentment. Many of us, from the beginning of our lives, we have not one day been content. And this is affecting our peace. It stops us from receiving the love of God, who is our creator. Remember, no one can love you as much as the one who created you. But you don't value his creation. The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Why then do you spend your time complaining? Today we are discontent with our features. We're discontent with ourselves. We're discontent with our relationships. We're discontent with our job. We're discontent with our complexion, with our nationality, with our race, even with our gender. There's nothing that people don't do today to try and change the way that God made them. Because we are not content. How much money do we want to spend before we realize that no amount of human effort can change the way that God designed you? You were designed with a purpose. I want to tell you a story about my life. Do you want to listen? Okay. You know, we are all coming from somewhere. When I was growing up, this color that God gave me, I hated it. I spent so much money wanting to change this color. I wanted to be tanned. Do you know what I mean by tanned? In the sun, darker. So I would spend money, sunbeds, fake tan, going to the beach, no amount of effort to try and change this color that God had given me because I was not content with it. I'm telling you a true story. Until I finally realized that it keeps coming back. It doesn't last. You know, if you try and change something humanly, you will still go back to the way that God created you. Until I realized that this is the way God has created me. Let me be content with that. Now look at your own life. This is an example of my own life. Look at your own life. You will see that many of you, you want to look like someone else. You want to talk like someone else. You want to live in another country. And you think that if only you could do that, your life would be successful. Your life would be good. Do you know that what God values in you is beyond human discernment and is planted in your heart? Tell your neighbor, what God values in me? I can't hear you. What God values in me is beyond human discernment and is planted in my heart. Let's open our Bible to the book of 1 Samuel 17. Let's read together about David. The book of 1 Samuel 17 from verse 38 to 39. Now you all know the story, David and Goliath. What I want us to read this morning is where King Saul tried to dress David up to go to meet the giant because he never believed that he could conquer in his own strength. So let's read together. Are you there? 1 Samuel 17 from verse 38. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. 
David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of a shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. You know the end of the story. You know the victory that God gave David. David did not spend his time wishing to look like a great warrior, pretending to be older, stronger, more experienced than he was. Even when the king gave him that armor, he was not comfortable in it because he knew that God had already given him the strategies and tactics that he needed. Do you know that God has given you everything you need to succeed in life? Look at your hands right now. Just open your hands and look at them. I can't see you. I want to see your hands. God has given you everything you need to succeed in life. Why then do we spend our life wanting to be like someone else? David did not do that. And can I tell you why David did not do that? Because he knew that God had delivered him in the past and he would do it again. David never doubted God's desire or ability to rescue him, to save him, to deliver him, because he knew that the God that delivered him from the mouth of the bear and the lion would do it again and again in his life. He was content with the presence of God because he knew that God's presence more than supplied everyone else's absence. He was alone, but he knew and he was content that God was with him. I want to tell you this morning that you're not alone. Do you believe that? You are not alone. You just need to discover your need for God. Because when you truly discover your need for God, that's when you discover yourself. David knew how much he needed God. Many people today, they believe they can go it all alone without any reference to God. But David knew that his help was in the name of the Lord. Right now, I want you to think about your life. I want you to reflect on your life and realize that in every moment of your life, God has been there for you. But do you appreciate him? Do you recognize him? Even that book of Psalm 124, the same David that wrote that psalm, what did he say? If it had not been for the Lord, who was always on my side, the enemy. Let's rise up. Who was always on my side. Think about what God has done in your life. The enemy would have swallowed us. How he has rescued you. Would have drowned in the water, but our souls have found an escape. Place your hand on your chest, a hiding place in you. The 
Yes, tell your neighbor, my help is in the name of the Lord. You can have your seat. David discovered the secret. Have you discovered that secret today? Tell your neighbor, discover yourself. What reason are you giving for your failure? What reason are you giving for your weakness? Look at Gideon. Gideon was the weakest in his clan. Yet it was only when he relied not on the borrowed strength from men, but on the wisdom of God, that he conquered and became victorious. Look at Joseph. It was only when Joseph's spirit was not locked up by offense at the unfair treatment he received, that he was able to be a blessing to the nations because he discovered himself and he knew that God was in control. He was content in his situation. When you spend your time complaining about what you don't have, about who you are not, Satan has a great foothold in your life. I want to tell you something, maybe you don't know. One of Satan's strategies and tactics is to get you to doubt the goodness of God. How? Every time that you want to say, thank you, Jesus, examine yourself, Satan will whisper to your ear, that pain is still there. You still have that family problem. Is it not too early for testimony? Is that not what Satan whispers to your ear? I can't hear you. Every time you want to say thank you, Jesus, as you're about to say thank you, Jesus, Satan whispers to your ear, what are you saying thank you for? Look at your situation. Because Satan knows that every time you say thank you, Jesus, you are building your relationship with God. Tell your neighbor every time. I say thank you, Jesus. I am building my relationship with God. And let me tell you, your relationship with God is not based on things on the outside. That a man is rich does not mean he's better than you in the presence of God. So don't worry about those out there who seem to make it in their dubious ways. Many of you complain, me that I'm trying to live right. People that don't even believe in God, you will see them successful. Is this not the thought going through our mind? Hmm. Do you know that God's success comes from within? Even many of us, if you look at the way we manage our possessions and money, it's as if it has replaced God in our life. Money and possessions cannot give you contentment, people of God, but giving them to the needy can. How do you know if you take your eyes off yourself and you help those in need, you can discover yourself? Because everyone possesses something that is capable of solving someone's problem. Even those many of you pe people that you see sick out there, they were never destined to be sick. But they compared themselves to others. They gave up to their problems. That caused depression and sickness in their life. Because of what? Discontentment. Many who took wrong decisions with their lives and find themselves doing what they don't want to do. If you ask them, they will tell you that if they knew they had something inside them that could make them prosper in life, it would be a different story. What did Peter and John say 
to the man at the beautiful gate. Silver or gold? I have not. But in the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. Amen? Do you know that in that name is access to all the blessings of heaven? But you have to possess that name of Jesus Christ. And how you can do that is begin to appreciate what he has done in your life. Satan wants you to concentrate on what you don't have. Do you know that? I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't look like this, I don't look like that. He wants you to think, if only, if only I had enough money, I would give to the poor. If only I could live in another country, I would be successful. If only I look different, then I would be happy. All of this, if only, keeps robbing us of God's blessings in our life. Do you know that? Today, you're not supposed to be where you are. You're supposed to be far with God. What has been stopping your spiritual walk? Discontentment. You are ungrateful and discontent with what God has made you. So how then can you receive the blessing that he's designed for you? I want you to learn from the case of Joseph. All of you know the story. But before that, let's open our Bible and read the secret that Apostle Paul discovered. The secret of being content in every circumstance. Open your Bible with me to the book of Philippians 4. This will really help you to discover yourself today. The book of Philippians 4. Are you there? From verse 12. This is Apostle Paul speaking. The book of Philippians 4 verse 12. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every and any situation. Whether well fed or hungry. Whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Amen. This was Apostle Paul showing his gratitude to God. And I want you to look at the life of Joseph as a practical example of someone who learned this secret of being content. Satan expected Joseph to repay evil for evil. Now, if it was you or me that had that opportunity, just put yourself in the case of Joseph. Imagine, you've been sold by your brothers into slavery. Not only that, you've been falsely accused by your boss's wife and thrown into prison. Not only that, the people that you helped in prison forgot about you. Now, if it was you or me, I know what we would do. We would spend those years in prison, harboring offense in our hearts. Planning our revenge. Trying to get sympathy from others. But what did Joseph do? Even in his trouble, he became a problem solver. Even in his trouble, he became a problem solver. Now, imagine the picture. Finally, he is promoted to prime minister of Egypt. And who are the people that come looking for help? Just imagine. The same brothers 
that had sold him into slavery all those years ago. Now I want to ask someone a question. Can you give us an honest response? What would you do if you saw them? Can, can someone, can you uh, just tell us, what would you do if you were now in a position of authority? You see that as God's blessing for your life. He's answered your prayer. And you're seeing face to face those brothers that started the whole trouble in the first place. What would you do? Can you just tell us honestly, what would you do? Yes, uh, I will not be happy with them. I will I'll make sure I, I do revenge. To, to harm them or do something that they will remember what they did to me. Uh, are you listening to him? I think he's speaking your mind. Now, let's look at some details. Just, just hold on. You said revenge. Now, I know if it was you or me, I know what we would do. We would show our authority, yes? Call me the police, yes? We would have them arrested. We would make sure we would show ourselves as someone who was powerful. Is, is that not what you do? You'd show your position. Yes. I will show my position that I'm in authority, that uh, every, power, every power is in my hand. Since they come to me, I will I'll make sure I give the authority, I hand them over to, to, to the authority because of what they did for me in the past. Mm. Clap for him. Now, this is life today. Uh, you know, you have to look at your life. This is what we would all do. <laughs> We would show our position. We would show our authority. Even if we wanted to give them mercy, we would do it in a very proud way. You understand? You see, we often wonder why God has not given us that power to heal and deliver and bless. Because God knows that for many of us, we would use it to inflict pain on others. To favor those who have favored us and to ignore those who have ignored us. But Jesus never did that. <laughs> Joseph knew that nothing makes you better than your enemy when you respond. Tell your neighbor, nothing makes you better than your enemy if you respond. Your enemy just needs your response in order to get the next strategy, the next tactic to trap you and lock up your spirit. But Joseph, I, I just want you to look at this story. Not only did he show mercy to them, he, first, he did not even disclose who he was. He even spoke to them in a different language so they would not know his identity can you imagine that? Instead of repaying evil for evil, Joseph said to them, finally, when they came back with his younger brother, who he loved so much, do you know what he told them? He said, okay, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, so that I could become a blessing to the family and to the nation. Can I tell you, you're here today not representing just yourself, you're representing your nation. Because you have been created to be a problem solver. So stop believing the lie that you're a victim and someone else should solve your problem. No matter your situation in life, someone somewhere wants to be like you. There are people better than you and there are people worse than you. So stop complaining about what you don't have. Stop reliving the past in your present life and begin to declare God's faithfulness in your life. And that is the way that you will discover yourself this morning. to discover yourself. Don't 
wait until your life is perfect before you say thank you Jesus right now where you are you can begin to say thank you Jesus remember it takes faith to say thank you before the miracle anyone can say thank you Jesus after the miracle remember this secret every time you say thank you Jesus you are building your relationship with God so Satan never wants you to say thank you Jesus he never wants you to be content with how God has made you he wants you to spend your life thinking about what you don't have then you will slip into unhealthy doubt doubt thinking that my life will be better if I was different can I tell you that difference is already there it's on the inside of you you just have to discover it joy is our conquering power Joseph knew that. He never traded his joy with the situation. Even in that problem, he became a problem solver. Because he knew that joy is our conquering power. When we have joy and we have pain, that pain will not last long. And what is that joy? Let me tell you this morning. That joy is for you to discover that you are connected, you are wired to the creator of heaven and earth. Do you know that? That is the joy that you have this morning. Satan has made the greatest mistake in allowing you to come here. So it is done. You are destined to be saved. Destined to be delivered. Destined to be healed. You just have to begin to say thank you Jesus. If you could... If your eyes of faith could be open to see what God is looking at, you would agree with me that there's enough reason to say thank you, Jesus. Look at that case in the book of 2 Kings, when Elisha's panic-stricken servant ran to Elisha. What should we do? The enemy is all around. What did he say? Oh, if God would open your eyes to see what I'm looking at, you would see that those that are with us, fighting for us, protecting us, defending us, are more than those that are with them. If God could open your eyes of faith to see the battle that he is fighting for you every day, you would appreciate him. Because people of God... Jesus has healed you. Jesus has redeemed you. Jesus has rescued you. But he will not maintain it for you. What is your role? From now to the end of your life, you have to play your role. And that role is appreciation. That role is for you to say thank you, Jesus. Because when you know God's situation about your life, God's word about your life, God's opinion about your life, You'll worry no more, fear no more, panic no more, and complain no more. Let's rise up in the presence of God and pray together. Lord Jesus, give me a greater understanding of your heart. Because Jesus is the Lord of my life. Give me the grace to discover my real value. Forgive me for being discontent with what you have given me. In Jesus' name. I pray that this message finds a place in your heart so that you will discover yourself 
in Jesus' name.